Levels are good. All right. So we're good to go? I think so. Eat. All right. Um, so real quick, do you have a page that you can share with your show notes? Yes. So let me take a picture. Take a picture. I'll send it to y'all. All right. It's very basic because when the three of us get talking, we're long-winded anyway. So I don't think we're going to have a problem for filling time. Yeah, that works for me. Um, so your bullet point with the uh, unacceptable versus acceptable behavior, are you talking about like... Quarantine in- behavior. Okay. So like, Eddie, like our opinion of what's acceptable versus not acceptable. I have so many, so many examples from work. But anyway... I figure a good title is Quarantine Made Me Do It, just because that's what's going on in the world right now. So it's very relevant. And then I figure we could start out, since this is our first episode, by introducing ourselves. Mm -hmm. So who would like to go first? Well, you're the host. Yeah, I think you should go first. Yeah. So yay, it's me, Jess Jess, but that's not my name. Um, So I'm Kay, and... My gamer tag is Chaos K, which is how people can find me everywhere. And I think that pretty much sums me up as a person. Chaos. I'm anxious. I'm neurotic. I'm told that's funny. And I really just like cats and magic and spooky shit and serial killers. And that's my life. (laughs) On to the next one. You're like if Hot Topic were also a whiskey distillery that's pretty fair that's (laughs) perhaps a little too accurate ow i feel victimized um too close i'm in this picture Um, i don't like it yeah so neon shall you go next sure um i go by neon or jess and i'm non-binary so they them theirs and all that good business i don't like feminine niceties so Please no, ma'am, lady, missus, don't like it. Al, um, friend, also yeah, pal, wonderful pal alternatives. Friend. Yeah, gentle them. What's your stance on, on dude being non-binary? Uh, uh, dude is okay when it's someone I'm familiar with. Uh, if it's someone that I don't know, please, please don't. Um, That's fair. It, it's, a little, it's, it's a little too familiar for me. I don't like that either from regular people. Just like somebody being like, hey, dude. No, I'm not your dude. Yeah, um, my good bitch is even more acceptable than calling me dude, dude right off the wow. I agree. Totes um, agree. But there's there's not a lot to me. I'm very, very nice. Uh, I try to be as polite as possible. Um, my know. gender is a big part <laughs> of my identity these days, so that's why I bring it up. Uh, I like to play horror games. I watch a lot of art house films in my free time while I'm playing games. Animal Crossing being one of those, obviously, now. I also love spicy food. The, the hotter, the better. Mm. Oh, God. Strong agree oh, there. God. <laughs> Please save my tummy. Um, sure, people will get too used to hearing about my stomach issues, so we won't touch on that now. And then we have our third musketeer. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack. I, online, I go by Renegade Siggy or just Siegfried. Um, I'm Kay's husband, also probably going to be the producer for this show, 
until we can find someone else to go into doing it. I'm just starting getting into liking beer for the first time uh, in my adult Ooh, life, even though sorry. I just turned 30. It's fine. Um, uh, I love cars. I have a background in cars. Um, you know, I worked for a transmission distribution company for about seven years and, you know, made that part of my professional life and background. Uh, I'm also a computer enthusiast. Love all things computers and technology. And, uh, Video games. Lots of video games. We do like a lot of video games in this yeah, house. We should also... Yeah, we should mention that we all three live together. So... Yeah, so if there's some it. crossover in our microphones during production, you'll probably... That's probably why. You'll probably hear yeah, it we're in three separate rooms. Jack more likely than me, because I've, I've got a whole room and a door between you guys and myself. Well, I'm in with the cats right now. <laughs> oh, the kitty cat. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, people, if if you don't like hearing animals, especially baby kitties and puppies in the background, we don't want you here. Um, they're they're perfect angel babies, and they deserve to to make their little squeaks and pips. Yeah, kindly fuck the hell right off out of mm-hmm. here because yeah. those are my precious children. Which we also have two of those in the house because we like to do things big in twos Mm -hmm. so two dogs two cats two kids you're gonna hear them at some point i'm all i'm two gays in one person perfect we got two gays two kids two cats two dogs two weirdos that's me and jack we don't care loud and proud all the way around so shove it if you don't like it um (laughs) goodbye that's the big one (laughs) right thank you and goodbye. goodbye I said goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously right now it is May 26th, 2020. And we are amongst the millions of Americans in quarantine or various stages of quarantine. We are a mixed bag in this house. We have Neon who is fighting with unemployment. We have Jack who is receiving unemployment. And then we have myself who has just recently returned to work. So quarantine is on all of our minds. And the biggest thing that we're all talking about in our house is what is acceptable versus unacceptable quarantine behavior in society when interacting with people. And it has been quite the dinner topic in this house. Yeah, we've talked about specifically what's acceptable and unacceptable. Uh, you said in society. So like when we're when we are out mm-hmm. of the house. To yes. make that clear. Um, Interacting with people who are not in our household. All three of us have a lot of agreements, but we also have ideas and thoughts and feelings that are a little bit different from each other's. Yeah. And yeah. I know that we haven't all agreed on one point. I think out of the three of us, I'm the more <laughs> the more radical one of That's uh... okay. <laughs> There's always one. That's all right. Yeah. And I know I am because every time I get really impassioned, I look at you and Kay and I see your facial expressions just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> it's not bad. It's fine. No, I don't I don't uh, get bothered at all. I just, I catch myself getting really impassioned and get really, getting really loud about a certain topic. And it makes me laugh to myself later because I'm like, wow, I just really have no chill. I mean, I'm that way too about certain things, so I get it. I think everybody has their topics that are 
very near and dear to them. Like, I think if somebody's going to sneeze or something, you know, you, you cover your damn mouth. Same thing with face masks now with quarantine. Yeah. I have a, an autoimmune disorder and I have to go back to work because, you know, mama got to make that money. But I have to wear my mask at work. It sucks. I hate it. I get it. It's to protect me and other people. And I don't like it. It makes me anxious. It makes me feel claustrophobic. But I work at a doggy daycare. So when I'm in with the dogs, I don't have to worry about it. But the second a customer comes in, I have to put my mask on. And I'm more than okay with doing that because it protects me. And so when people come in and they just don't care and they just are touching all up on your hands and stuff like that. We have hand sanitizer. We have masks. They don't care. You know, I get a little grumpy. I get it if you don't want to wear one, then wait outside and we'll bring your pet out. Because although they may not feel like they're at risk for catching COVID-19, as somebody who's asthmatic on top of an autoimmune disorder, if I were to get it, I could get pretty sick. And that would suck butts. So that's my hot take. I actually have a story from when I was out shopping earlier today that I didn't tell you. Oh, okay. Hit me with it. (laughs) Uh, Our local, there's... I guess it's a national chain, but I was at Aldi earlier, our local one. And uh, yeah, great products. They're all great. Uh, Our local one, not so great, but it's also uh, being remodeled right now. So they're kind of in this transitional state. So they have their store set up because of the whole pandemic situation. So every aisle is one way. And I think the other Aldi we normally go to that's up in Mayfield Heights does the same thing. Well, they encourage it Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, this one's a little bit more strict just because it's a smaller overall store. So I walk in and there's this younger woman, probably, you know, mid twenties, a little bit younger than us, has no mask on, just carrying her bags. Didn't even have a cart. She just came in with two bags, two tote bags and starts shoving stuff in the bags rather than, you know, wheeling a cart around. Yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of throwed my brow a little bit at that. And, you know, I noted that she didn't have a mask on. Most people our age, they tend to care a little bit more, I guess, than, you know, maybe that's an ageist comment. But um, they seem to be more understanding overall. But this woman didn't appear to, so I found that a little weird. And then there was this older Italian-looking guy, uh, probably in his late 50s almost my dad's age, maybe. But he started, like, following me around the store because every time what? that he, he got sort of within distance with me, I would sidestep him with my cart. And he looked, he must have looked at me, like, because uh, I saw him out of my periphery, like, the one of the last times I did it. And then I just, like, felt his presence behind me, and I turned around, and he's just, like, looking at me, but he's, like, four feet away from me, like, I didn't say anything to him, but I probably should have been like, can you back up, please? But, uh, yeah, that talk about uh, unacceptable behavior in quarantine. If, uh, if you're out and you don't have a mask for whatever reason, that's fine, but don't, don't do stuff like that. You know? I would go so far as to say it's not fine. Um, you need to get a mask. You need to find yeah. some place where you can get one. It, it's not okay to be outside without one. There's my quarantine do's and don'ts. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Kay and I were out getting our nails done after oh. my nail tech begged us to make an appointment with her. And first of Bless all, they her. didn't, they did, first of all, they did a terrific job on the reintroduction of um, customers. But yeah. beside that, that's beside the point. Um, when we were out at the, the, the shopping center, I would, I want to say maybe 90% of people that we walked by were not practicing any kind of social distancing. N many of them did not have masks. Uh, Kay and I did notice, however, the five or six pregnant women that we were walking past uh, of different ages all had their face masks on. Yes. Um, At least they were. And to your, to your comment about our people our age caring more, I think that that experience tainted that for me a little bit because I think it's the ignorance. I don't think it, it's an age thing. I think when you are ignorant and you want, don't want to be told that you are wrong, you buckle down and you end up butting heads with people that you know probably do know better like i i don't understand the logic of fighting against a mandate that says that wearing a mask is to keep other people from getting sick including yourself yeah um so i don't think it's an age thing i think it's an ignorance thing that's true and, and you know I'll, I'll just point out the, the the video that's been circulating the past couple of days about uh I think it's down in Missouri, the Lake of the Ozarks Park being just completely overcrowded oh, with people. Yes, all people probably our age. So maybe I'll I'll, I'll walk that comment back that you know uh, it's not people our age that are more understanding. To well, your do point, you, do you think these ignorance. people who are not wearing masks are being ignorant, or do you think they just woefully are hoping that this is over so they can go back to normal? Or do I you have think not seen careless? people from the from the latter that you've mentioned. I have seen a lot of the appraisal or upsurgence, if you will, of people who, to me, without a doubt, are ignorant because it's become a a social caste system sort of deal now where if you're wearing a mask, this other group of people thinks that you're, you know, being brainwashed by the government, that you're a sheep and that you're just falling in line. So I believe that these people, A, don't think that this is a dangerous thing at all. Um, they're under, underestimating the devastation that COVID can wreck on the immune system, the health system, yeah. uh, how it affects other people and how it will eventually reach back around to them individually. But I do also think that uh, with the ignorance, a lot of people are so indoctrinated with just wanting to be against the current medical news Mm -hmm. um, world news. They they believe that the current president is the be all end all. He's an authoritarian figure at this point. He he's not unlike um, the Kim Jong Il that we remember making fun of, or the Saddam Hussein. He he's where people get news from, and they only believe his word is the final word. So us wearing masks is like us kind of like backslapping the the person that they idolize. So that their their combatment combatants against it, um, their combat, whatever you want to say, their way of combating that is to not wear a mask because they don't want to conform. They say, you know, their president says it's safe. Their president says that everything's okay. Their president says that we're overreacting. Well, my peace of mind has been: I would rather look back and laugh that we overreacted than look back and be ashamed of how how much we've under performed or underreacted to things because you can't take back a hundred thousand deaths. If wearing a mask is like the easiest thing you can do on top of washing your hands to prevent mm -hmm. the, the spread. I think that for the greater good, 
that is what we should be doing. It's not about me and mine and my little tiny circle of my world, my little tribe. It's about taking care of everyone else. I'm more worried about people of older ages, people like UK that have an autoimmune disorder, um, children, people that could get reinfected. Yeah. Yeah. I just get scared because I, you know, have an older grandma who has some health issues. Then there's me, you know, we have small children and I just worry about all the people it could affect. And if it's what I can do to keep somebody else's family member from getting sick, of course I'll do it. You know, it's it's not a question. It's hard for me right now. I mean, I I told you guys both today, the conversation I had with my mother, which upsets me and has been upsetting me greatly. You know, you you mentioned your grandmother. I am I'm afraid that my family, who I don't even have like a great relationship with uh, to begin with, is going to get sick. And I am two time zones away from them, almost the whole country away. I can't travel to them. I don't have the money to do that. I can't travel to them if they get sick. Meanwhile, they they are in my home state, out at the beach, traveling yeah. back and forth between Dallas and Houston to see each other. Insofar as I'm aware, neither my my father, my mother, or my stepfather are wearing masks when they go out. The fact that they're even going to the beach in this time and then, you know, telling me like, wow, it's so crowded. I have no sympathy for those people. I've, I've told my parents time and time again, if you get sick, all I am going to be is very, very angry with you and so disappointed, so incredibly disappointed. I don't have time for people who are concerned with their own pleasure and their own, you know, stimulation, just because you are bored, just because you are tired, just because you're cooped up does not mean that quarantine is over. It doesn't mean that the pandemic is over. It doesn't mean that the virus is gone. So again, to your, your point, we're trying to protect our loved ones, but there are people out there who are putting our loved ones, even the, you know, themselves in danger just because they're bored and tired of being cooped up in, at home. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I literally told you guys before we started recording how badly I think the three of us can use a separate vacation from our from each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone who's quarantined together, whether it's a spouse, a friend, a roommate, um, siblings could use a break from each other. It would be great. I mean, we uh, when I say we, I mean me and Jack, we had a vacation plan to go and visit his family back in California. And we're in Ohio. Sure did. Uh <laughs> We had to cancel that. It was right in the middle of quarantine. How would we have known that? We booked it months in advance. It sucks. But at the same time, if it is going to protect our nuclear family and his parents, then so be it. That's what we have to do. Yeah. I mean, two things, you know, you and your autoimmune disorder are, you know, they take precedence over everything. But then also, you know, my parents aren't necessarily young. So, you know, it's, it was for the best to do that. Now that we've talked about some very lovely, serious and important, but albeit very depressing stuff, let's talk about the positive things that have happened during quarantine. We all had Animal Crossing, which I think was our, our saving grace during this horrid shutdown. I've never played it before, so it was my first exposure to it. It was a complete impulse buy for myself when I got um, a little bit of extra money. We, as a household, have been extremely blessed that we were actually financially a little bit comfortable during the shutdown. So, you know, thank the powers that be. 
and Neon is a Animal Crossing just lifer who has played how, how many I've been waiting 10 years yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say you've been playing for how long oh, yeah I've been playing since um the first American released game uh and shout out to Carl for buying me my copy because he knew that I lost my job I yes, jumped on Carl. the game uh I downloaded it two days before release and then the day of I kept on hitting refresh on my app to see if I could install it and play it um, I have uh, 605 hours in the game so far. Um, there's nothing that you could tell me about this game that I probably haven't already learned on my own or just through browsing Twitter. Mm -hmm. But as Kay was was mentioning, uh, it, it has been a literal lifesaver. I think I might have murdered this family out of oh. frustration oh. if it weren't for video <laughs> games. And it's not because of you guys. It's because we're talking about quarantine feelings, right? We get fucking stir-crazy. I, mean, um, I hear that. Yeah, I I don't think that any any three of us are without the desire to have you know Homer Simpson each other into the, you know strangling Bart pose at some point. <laughs> I um, mean, I always joke it's throat punch to Jack when I get mad at him. I don't do it. I do not advocate any kind of physical violence against your spouse and loved ones. But sometimes I do it in my mind. Yeah, I mean, that's I think pretty it's pretty normal. Yeah, I th at this point, I think it's normal and okay to have those feelings, but you need a safe and reliable outlet of expression for that. And for me, it was Animal Crossing. Kay and Jack started watching me play when I explained mm -hmm. to them and like ran them through the museum of the game, showed them how the art and everything worked and how easy it was for a newcomer to play. You know, everyone in the house is on board now and we help each other. We talk about, you know, our favorite villagers without this. I think I would have rocketed right into the fucking sun. I think it's especially funny. So it's my first Animal Crossing game. Have never played before. Never had any exposure. Didn't get it. Didn't know that much about it. Just observed Neon playing. Found it very interesting. Was like, sure, I'll buy it. I'm stuck on the couch for who knows how many weeks. Start playing. Get my first villagers. And... I get Tybalt and uh, Agnes. So I get this cute little black and white piggy and this cute little yellow and brown tiger. No big deal. But then as I start playing the game and I go to my first two islands, I meet Meringue and Zucker. And I tell Neon and I'm all proud. And I'm like, hey, I met these characters. They're going to move to my island. And Neon's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, what do you mean? I just met these people. They're coming to my island. They're my friends now. And Neon's like, but those aren't super common ones to find. And I'm like, well, shit me. Yeah, here comes I had no idea. right out the <laughs> gate with no desire sensor. So the game's just like, nope. yeah, let's throw them a bunch of rare villagers. 300 villagers and Kay's first uh, mystery island move-in is my favorite villager of all time, Meringue, the rhinoceros who, uh, to give you a visual description for those of you that don't play Animal Crossing or are not familiar with the villagers, she is a pink rhinoceros with whipped cream on her head and a strawberry for a horn. So and she precious. Was a chef's, uh, in the past games, she had, her house is typically full of pastries and bakery items. She was my neighbor in New Leaf and never, ever left my island and always would check on me. She also calls me by 
her her default nickname for the player character is Shortcake, which is something that my grandpa, my late grandpa, used to call me. So having her around just makes me super happy. The fact that Kay got her without trying felt like a stab in the gut. But I do have her now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. And then Neon's like, so if Meringue moves out, um, could you send her my way? And I'm like, I guess. But I'm in love. So, and Neon's like, that's fine. That's fine. I'll get her somehow. And I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> I have everyone on my dream list except for, for one. So I mean I'm I'm pretty darn close to having my I know. ideal island lineup. Has your island changed since I've seen it last? Um, just minor changes. Uh, so those of you listening, I change my island a lot. I'm so on much. my my fourth terraform build, if you want to call it. The theme is all pink and white because I love pastels and I love pink but to answer your question Jack I've only changed like one piece of land is gone now I'm putting something else there um I've been downloading custom designs to add, add a little bit of flavor to the the ground patterns that the the game gives you cuz I don't like downloading ground patterns I like them to look more realistic so I have the dark red wood paneling right now cuz it just it just feels like a little rustic town. Uh, I've got pink and white flowers everywhere. I have some custom designs on the ground to to make it look a little bit more lively, like the grass is creeping over the wood. But overall, it's the same since you last visited. I'm trying to keep this build as long as possible. Gotcha. That's cool. Uh, To give people some background, I only ever played the original North American release of the first Animal Crossing, and then... Um, my desire to play along with Kay and Neon was so great, I had to go out and find a Switch to buy, which I was so unsuccessful to the point where uh, one of our mutuals ended up selling me his Switch so that he could get a Switch Lite, because I wanted the one with the dock. And then, you know, I've been playing uh, New Horizons since then. But uh, I'm still stuck on that two-star rating game. So uh, I don't have any of the fancy endgame stuff yet. Yeah, get good, Scrub. Anyway, <laughs> um, the other fun thing that quarantine has made me do is sink many, 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 many hours into the Wastelanders download uh, DLC for Fallout 76, which is my bread and butter. I have spent so much time playing that game. I got Jack into playing that game, so now he's he's my homie. And I thought the game was good to begin with, but it's only gotten better and better. Although my only gripe, and it is a gripe, is that they've had this mole mining, what would you call it? Not competition, but... It's a public event. That's the word. God, oh, man, the words are not coming to the brain today. Um... And you kill these special mole miners and you get these uh, pails and then you open them up to get certain um, plans and goodies and metal scraps and stuff like that to build stuff with. And I cannot tell you how many mole miners I have killed in the last week. And I have gotten barely any of the rewards. And it is just so frustrating because if they want this to be fun, they are doing it wrong. They've made it next to impossible to get any of the fun rewards, and they've made it torturous. I've had more fun 
breaking my nail back into my nail bed mm. than grinding for these plans on this game. And I love that game. Like I've been defending it since it came out when people have been crapping on it. But for the love of Christ, people, come on, make it fun. Don't make it feel like a chore. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Just come on now. Well, I have no comments about Fallout 76. That, that's a game that you two play. I've, I've been pretty much exclusively Animal Crossing and like some old titles that I've downloaded onto the Switch in between when I need a break. Any highlights? Uh, I have played part of Oddworld Stranger's Wrath again, which is a game that I used to play with my younger brother growing up and was one of our favorites because of the story. And I downloaded the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Have not touched it. Because uh, the night that I was downloading it, I discovered Midnight Gospel and then oh, decided no. to just get really high and watch it, that instead. I think that was another quarantine made me do it, is we've all binge watched that show. That would be, I think we could do a whole episode on that show. That's yeah. something we could definitely explore, but, uh, you know, first impression of that game, or not game, but show. Uh, Neon, if you want to continue. I have watched it nine times now through its entirety and because I, I'm pretty sure I know what Jack's going to get into. I felt like my first time watching it, I was more focused on trying to follow the visuals, like the story that the, the show was telling with the visuals. Yeah. Second time watching, I watched sober so that I could follow what the dialogue was and make sense of what I was hearing and then realize like, wow, the, this is some conversation I haven't like been indulgent in since I was maybe in high school. I don't talk to people about philosophical beliefs or like methods of coping and healing like I used to. So my third watch through, I was again, very, very high. I think I was probably like on Jupiter or something mm -hmm. watching this and listening to everything. And it just felt like it all came together for me. So it's become a nighttime um, treat for me. It's just easy to fall asleep to. It's e easy to to find something new to take away from each time I watch um, based on the, the dialogue being over some, some heavier subjects, especially episode four being about forgiveness, listening with intent, creating spaces where people can be heard and validated. I mean, we all yeah. know what my favorite episode is. The visuals involve a lot of cats. Episode three, the episode that. about magic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two of my favorite things in the entire world, magic and cats. And I'm sure yeah. we'll touch a lot more on those two things in further episodes. Cause the whole series. I'm alike. Is, a, is just a huge visual delight because it, I, I think it was it wasn't written but it was directed by and produced by Pendleton Ward who was um, also the creator and showrunner for Adventure Time um, but you know like Neon was, was alluding to the audio story is I'm not going to say completely separate from the cartoon show that you're watching, but it's pretty far removed. And part of that is because some of the, most of the audio interviews were uh, taken from the Duncan Trussell family hour podcast, which if you haven't heard of him, absolutely check him out. He's great. 
and like Neon was saying, they go over a huge range of topics. Basically, anything that they want to talk about, they do. Um, and I think that first uh, season finale of the Midnight Gospel dealt with the loss of Duncan's mother, and it was a interview with his mother, and they, they just talk about dealing with loss. And I was completely sober when I watched that episode for the first time, and it just hit me like a truck. So sad. It's hard to find someone these days that, that hasn't lost someone very close to them. And dealing with all of those emotions and, you know, sometimes even like the physical loss of that person can devastate people, you know. It always just brings me back to, you know, one of my best friends, Jay, that, you know, unfortunately took his own life. But just dealing with that loss, you know, that was, how long ago was that? Was that eight years ago now almost? Um, it still messes with me. And, you know, that, that sort of pain just, it sticks around for a long time. So, you know, having uh, a show talk about going through that process, I think, is good for people and it, it goes through other you know not so super heavy depressing stuff too but it keeps it keeps it interesting so i i highly recommend checking that out for anyone willing to yeah and i feel like it's on topic to also bring up um all three of us in this house are 420 friendly um oh yeah oh yeah Kay and I use it to manage a number of things for her it's it's more pain and anxiety related for me i smoke it I prefer to smoke by myself in the evening because it helps with my PTSD-related nightmares. It helps me to fall asleep and stay asleep because I have trouble with that. I don't think any of us need help with appetite in the house. No. Um, <laughs> we've all put on the COVID-19, if you know what I mean. I think uh. I'm the opposite. I'm, I'm, I'm losing the COVID-19. Listen, I'm you shush. You're also eating like one meal a day because yeah, I'm I'm eating maybe once a day. We're making up for it. The two parents in the house. Yeah, y'all have picked up my portion. Um, Yep. (laughs) But we we are all very 420 friendly. So you know, telling Jack and Kay, hey, you've got to watch this show, and I think that you should be high when you watch it. I really wanted to be able to share the experience of like the color, the music, just everything hitting you at once. Especially knowing that you know Jack has sensory. I wouldn't say issues, but has sensory preferences. No, that's a that's a it's an appropriate term, you know. For, well, I, you know. I say sensory preferences because it's not always negative, right? Like sometimes things come together that just produce that ASMR type tingling feeling. Oh well, yeah, it's um, it's what you know people in the autism community would call a stim. It's a stimulus. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm not diagnosed, but when we were going through the motions of getting my son, our our son diagnosed. Um, our oldest has autism. He's not as severe as others would be on the spectrum, but that's why it's a spectrum disorder. We also learned that I'm probably also on the spectrum. So, you know, uh, different sounds and lights can affect me differently than other people can or other things. Yeah. So, you know, finding the show made me think, you know, even if Jack isn't going to smoke, he probably will still get the same effect as Kay and I will while we are high just from watching this show sober. Um, yeah, the only thing that stops me from being super 420 friendly, because I would love to use it as a, a treatment for my anxiety, or just to, you know, calm some of those auditory or 
visual sensitivities sensitivities that's a good word for it um Mm -hmm. but since i'm trying to re-enter corporate america uh, i can't do that all the time i'm sorry it's not your fault (laughs) i mean that's the kind of downside too is like you're looking for a higher paying job even if i were to re-enter the the workforce the jobs that i apply for are like drug test who's heard of them (laughs) yeah I've I've spent most of my life in retail, like 15, 16 years in retail, and the last five jobs that I have applied for have not required a drug test, which is why I'm so much more lax about it. But also, um, full disclosure of anyone that happens to download or listen to this, I am a sex worker. That's what I did, you know, in my moonlight hours from my day day job when I worked with Kay at the doggy daycare, yep. and am now trying to align it so that my unemployment comes in and is financial supplement to what I'm able to make as a sex worker online. I've been doing much better than I have in the past financially from from doing this. And so my goal this year is to see if I can support myself full time as a sex worker, make my own schedule, travel when I want, relax and take a day off when I need to not have to answer to a boss and, you know, investors like, where are we on our sales to profit? What's our numbers looking like? You need to sell a loyalty card. There's no loyalty pussy. Like I'm here to sell a product. You know what it is. <laughs> I am my own boss. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't stop giggling. And then here I am. I'm the manager at work and I'm just like, Hey guys, can we like uh, maybe up our numbers? Cause like we suck. <laughs> Right, but you you are very um, as a as my experience with people who have been my managers has gone. You are probably one of the best people I've worked with because you mean to get things done. Where I've had managers that I've worked with who are more more focused on the numbers than the people that they're working with and working for. Nah, I mean you gotta make sure your people are all right. Because if your people aren't all right, your numbers aren't going to be all right. So I manage people, not numbers. Yeah, and that's, again, like, why I would love so much to become a full-time sex worker. I don't have to worry about pushing that bar. All I have to do is meet a, a minimum goal. Yeah. You know, when this gets taking off, minimum goal is this pays my bills. <laughs> Everything right. over that is just... It's it's gravy on the cake and icing on the ta- on the potatoes. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Although I won't eat icing on my potatoes because that's no, fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dessert potatoes. No thanks. Dessert potatoes. No, yeah. Oh, gross. Why did I? Why did I do this? I'm Listen, sorry. I don't know. You 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 sent that out into the you done this. There. Yeah, I let my yeah. arrow fly. So gross. So gross. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. All right, so I feel like that's a pretty good, like, overall gist of what quarantine has made us do. Um, Is there anything you would like to see start or change because of the way quarantine has affected us all? Oh, as like a wrap-up, I would like to just see more people taking care of each other instead of being so concerned about the self, the individual um we see see other countries that are community-based and and you know they they very much have the mindset of the greater good i would just like to see more of that um more consistent uses of masks i agree 
um, more hand washing, more places that are offering benefits for people that are essential workers. Yeah. Just really stop doing the whole Murica bit and actually pull together like a fucking community and start helping each other instead of being concerned for the single individual. Karen, you can wait for your haircut. Or do what I did and just text message your roommate and say, I'm about to cut my hair in the bathroom. If you hear crying, please come save me. And then they'll come cut your hair for you. (laughs) Or, you know, uh, if you're like me and don't want to have to deal with that, you could just uh, go buy a pair of clippers and buzz your head. It worked better for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'd like to see change is just more concern for the community rather than the self. I agree. And then I don't even know what to add to that. You know, that was that was well said. Start caring. I would like to see another stimulus matters. I mean, I do like money. Some more support from our government would be nice. Yes. But I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. You're right. Stimulus check. Like I I joke. I know that that's not going to fix everything. I I know that like I'm not counting on free money and handouts to survive apropos of my my chosen career at this juncture in time. What I would like is what Kay said, just more support from the government for people that are struggling because there's millions of us in this situation. You cannot ignore millions of people in a crisis situation. So I would just like to see more community effort to make things safer. Like us as individuals, what we can do to help the community is just actually washing our hands and wearing masks and then government. I, we do need more money to survive on. People are still not getting back to having jobs. Things are not back to normal. Well, and you're not the only one that still hasn't received unemployment either. Right. That, that's that's kind of where I'm going with it is yeah. our, our case is very unique because we've had three very unique experiences under one roof. Yeah. And it's, it's helped, I think, all three of us to see what everyone else is going through, the different perspectives, because we've all had our own individual experience with the system. So I would just like to, to see ease of use and access, more support from the government, and more community effort to make things better. Well said. Anything from you, Jack? Uh, I, I'm, you know, just to, to echo neon yeah I, I think you know there needs to be more of a community effort you know when you go outside you need to you know take all the necessary precautions to not only protect yourself but everyone around you that's fair we also need more access to things like hand sanitizer people need to stop hoarding that mm-hmm. and toilet paper because apparently <laughs> that's still hard to find oh my yeah. god you know, it was started. it was a, a meme or a joke some of you us know. have IBS, okay? And when I say some of us, I mean me. Okay, I have a tender butthole, and I poop a lot, and I'm not okay with this. So stop fucking hoarding the TP and be kind to one another. Yeah, but also be generous with the hand sanitizer because that really does help. That they ain't gonna still, help my butthole. They're still researching on how this entire virus is spread. Not as well documented as say you know a flu virus would be at this point so you know they're still changing their theories on how it's spread through contact or spread skin to skin or via the water so you know just taking the necessary precautions please i have had the weirdest thought okay and y'all are gonna laugh and go of course you thought of this 
what happens to people during quarantine who live in haunted houses? Oh, no. In, in those damn haunted houses, and they can't get out. Has anyone thought of those poor people? I'm just, I'm just saying. Different I wouldn't take. be surprised like, if we eventually saw worse. a, a movie about that, or yeah, so, or like a one of those uh, like mockumentary series that Discovery makes, where it's a bunch of actors re reenacting what happens during that. That's fair. Yeah. All right. So I think this is a good point to kind of wrap it up. Um, but I will say, if anyone besides the three of us ends up listening to this, if you have any thoughts or suggestions um, that you want to send to us, we do have, uh, what's our email address, Jack? Our Gmail is chaostheorypod at gmail.com. So send us suggestions, anything that we could change, uh, add to the show, because we want to keep making them. Um, Topic suggestions, if any of our friends or people that we know have any topics that they'd like to maybe even come and talk with us about it, just let us know. And Jack, where else can they find us? Yeah, also, you know, any feedback about editing or quality would be great, too. You know, we're still very new to this. Um, you know, I had to jerry-rig this through a Discord call to, to get all of us on the same line here, but uh, I'm sure that will evolve as we, as we go through here. Um, you can also reach us on Twitter at Chaos Theory Pod for any feedback. The DMs should still be open. You can just message us right there. We'll, we'll try and stay on top of that as well. Is that it from you guys? I think so. so. All right. Well, good night, good evening, good forever. Good tomorrow. Have a great evening and goodbye.